So this isn't a normal opening for extemporaneous. We realize that in this episode, we do a lot of joking about a potential defense for the Atlanta shooting suspect. And we just want to make sure that what we're not doing is putting too much emphasis, first of all, being offensive, because we we think, you know, we're we're making light of of the diagnosis, not the situation. Um, and then second of all, we don't want the focus to be on the shooter. We want the focus to be on the victims, because too often in any kind of criminal activity, the, the activity or the, the case is known by the name of the perpetrator instead of in some way reflecting the victims of the crime. And so at Extemporaneous, we would like to change that focus. So the eight victims of the Atlanta shooting are Delena Ashley Yon, who was 33. Yu Feng, 44. Zhao Ji Tan, 49. Paul Andre Michels, 54. Elsius Hernandez Ortiz, age 30. Hyun Jung Grant, 51. Soon Chung Park, 74. Soon Sha Kim, 69. Yong Ai Yu, 63. And those are the victims, and we need to remember those people and their families in their time of sorrow. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Extemporaneous. This is a podcast where I come up with an idea, I do some research, I grab a bottle of wine, I bring everything to Mark and he pontificates. Tonight's episode is fundamentally serious in nature, but we are obviously extemporaneous, so we're going to be bringing some levity to the subject. We're going to be looking at the topic of sex addiction. By now, most of you have heard about the terrible tragedy that took place in Atlanta last week, and we are going to be looking at the potential defense of the perpetrator, which is he did it because he has a sexual addiction. So we're going to be digging into what is sexual addiction, what isn't sexual addiction, is Mark a sex addict? based on the criteria found in the free tests that are readily available online. And we're going to really just kind of look at what all of that might mean and sort of dissect the plausibility of sex addiction as a defense. Please come and find us on all of our social media. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. We have a YouTube channel. We are available to you everywhere. We even have an email, everyone. So if you have thoughts or suggestions or if you want to, I don't know, ask us questions that we will then read online, hit us up at extemporaneouspod at gmail.com. And that's extemporaneous with an X. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate the opportunity to do this. We're having so much fun. And we hope that you're enjoying it, too. I exist to torture you as the producer. All right, let's go. Hi, Mark Snedeker. Hi, Christina LaRusso. Okay. What's going on today? Well, you Why are we even here? I We are going to be talking about sex addiction. So we're sitting here in the treehouse. <laughs> we co- have our lemonade. In the cocoon and of cookies. knowledge. In, in the, the cocoon, cocoon of knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> Who called it that? Dave Walker. Oh, yeah, Dave. Shout out to Dave Walker. Dave called it our cocoon of knowledge when it's really just our makeshift sound studio. It's, which is now unnecessary. It, look, <laughs> it looks like some kind of... Cashmere pillow fork, but <laughs> it is, it is. It's like you know, sheets and pillows, and yeah, and like chairs and like parts of c- couch cushions, ma- and stuff. mattresses, yeah, on the wall. whatever. But uh, um, that's for those were for, for the, us. the blue yetis, but now we're back to the old poor equipment, and it works better. Works better. So yeah, there so you we are. Wasted that money. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, appreciate thanks, Tom. you. Appreciate you, Tom. All right, everyone. Doesn't matter. He doesn't listen anyway. I know. <laughs> I wonder if he'll listen to the episode that he guests on. Well, well, maybe. I think maybe. there's a 50-50 chance he will. <laughs> All right. So, Mark, hot take quickly on uh, sex addiction. What do you What do you know? What do you think okay. you know? What does your puddle of knowledge... Yes. Uh, so, based on my complete lack of qualification and education in this area, mm-hmm. I feel perfectly comfortable in making a snap judgment <laughs> about sex addi- addiction in general. I think it is real, but 90% of the time it's claimed it's some guy trying to justify shitty behavior. Ah. Like it's, um, so some celebrity gets caught cheating on his 
you know, starlet wife or whatever. It's like, I have sex addiction. <laughs> so it's really not my fault. I need to be treated. And if there's some kind of, you know, uh, sexual, uh, what's the thing they give heroin addicts that it's not heroin? Meth- methadone. Yeah. So it's uh, like. Ask me how I know that. How do you know that? <laughs> I watched Sid and Nancy. Oh, yes. There you go. <laughs> so, so he's like, if there's some kind of sexual methadone I could take, like maybe just blowjobs for a while, I don't know. Oh, my God. I, I would be cured. That's really insensitive, but Thank I you. like it. Yes. <laughs> Good, because that's kind of my thing. So, um, but yeah, so in general, I think, yes, it is real. There are definitely people who have like an emotional hole, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> that they're trying to fill. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying. Oh with, uh, with sex, that's what she said. Oh. Um, but it's not funny. Well, it's a little funny. No, I mean. But, um, but I think, again, a lot of times when it's claimed, it's really there's a difference between being a horn dog or being kind of a dog, right? And having a sex addiction. All right. So so your hot take is basically that it's real. But often faked. But often used as a an excuse. As an excuse or as a kind of a joke to uh like announce your virility, right? Mm. Like, oh yeah, I'm a sex addict, baby. You know? And she's like, Really? Are you? I, you know, you see, I've seen these. What? I, what do you mean? What is that something that actually happens? Because I'm telling you that if a guy came up to me and said, "Hey, I'm a sex addict," I'd be like, like "See ya!" Like, oh, well, seek help. See ya. Get, get treatment, sir. <laughs> yes, really. Like, sir, I'm not a therapist, but you need one asap. <laughs> you also, you need some like life coach to tell I've you seen, how to have. So I've game seen a couple of. Um, I don't remember if they're memes or like TikToks or whatever. And girls are always like, guys say they want a freak until they get one. Until they meet one. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is exhausting. This, I'm so tired. I can't do this. Oh, no. I... oh my God, didn't we just have sex an hour ago? <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Like, see you next week. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I cannot. I mean, that's actually the truth. That is actually yeah. the truth. Guys want a freak until they get one, right? Until they and then get they're one. like, I may have bitten off a bit more than I can chew here. (laughs) Mistakes were made. (laughs) I mean, it's like... And the girl's like, hey, you said you wanted a freak. I'm like, yeah, but I really didn't mean that. I really just kind of wanted somebody who would have sex with me at least once a week. I had no idea. Like, I just wanted someone who was available in the morning Yeah, it's like, I didn't know that the the (laughs) level of time commitment that there would be. So I have done... Uh, quite a bit of research on Thank this God. topic. Um, and I have had some anecdotal experience with so this So that's topic. in your browser history now. Oh, God. My, uh, thank God for... Um, incognito. Incognito <laughs> mode. Do you do research on this for the show, incognito oh, mode? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so sex addiction as a term... Why is that hard to say? Sex I don't know. Addiction. Sex addiction. Sex addiction as a term. Because you're doing the KS sound and the KT sound. Sex addiction as a term first emerged. In the 1830s. No, 1970s. Oh, okay. Um, And so this is when various members of Alcoholics Anonymous. Said, hey, I also like to bang a lot. Sought to apply the principles of 12 steps towards sexual recovery from serial infidelity. Okay. And other unmanageable compulsive sex behaviors that were similar um, to the powerlessness and unmanageability they experienced with alcoholism. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, that tracks. I don't know that, you know, first of all, I'm not a huge 12-step guy. I think that's a little bullshitty. I mean, if it works for you, great. But to have to invoke some kind of higher power or something, you know, I have an issue with that. See, that's where your issue is. But it doesn't have to be like a Judeo-Christian God. There, there's no other higher power. What, no, what is the higher power? Be, Gravity? No. Mark, there are some people that connect with the universe in a certain way. In their minds that don't. Don't do that. Don't. Don't. Don't dismiss. I rolled my eyes about a uh, yes, hundred times. Yes, he did. There, you rolled your eyes so far back in your head, you saw your past lives, and you yeah. don't even believe past <laughs> lives don't. exist. I definitely don't. <laughs> but don't, d- please, please don't dismiss the 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 life experience of many people. Right, but who... I I believe that you can give up alcohol addiction without believing in some supernatural or you know numinous 
universal power. You can. Uh, maybe, Mark, but for most people in these 12-step programs, that is what works. And I am not here to, like, shit on that. Yeah, I just feel it feels very proselytizing to me. Well, you know what? And I'm not That's, okay with that. that. Okay, fine. But the thing is, is that if it works for people... If it works for you, mazel tov, right? Fine. Good. But I don't like that that's imposed on people. Like, they'll, you'll get a criminal sentence and saying, you have to go to AA, which to me is government well, there are approval other, of religion. No, there are other programs that don't invoke a higher power so that you may be given that choice. I, what are but they? But I don't know. I mean, exactly. I feel like, you know, if you say, well, I want to go to Promises or something like in Malibu. I don't know that they're invoking a higher power. Maybe they are. I don't know what that's all about. But all I'm saying is that whatever works to help people break the grip of that disease, I am there for Oh, it. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look, am there I don't, to support Again, them. if it works for you, great. I just don't like that it's seen as necessary. It's just a step in the program, Mark. Skip that step. No! My God, no! Because let need, things go. You don't go. need pretend deities to help you. My God, clear your mind, lift the, lift something up to the universe, and let it go, and just go on with your life. That's a that's a really good thing. The universe to be able doesn't to do. care if I lift anything Mark, up to it. Mark, how do you live in such an unmagical world? Because magic isn't real. <laughs> I mean, my God, what a terrible, boring life you live. All right, so so that's really kind of the history of it. The reality is, un, uh, not unlike what you were saying, it, it's it's a tough thing for people to sort of get on board with. Sure. Um, psychologists, psychiatrists, no one is quite sure. There are some who 100% believe sex addiction yeah. is, is a thing. It is real, and it is a thing. Um, I think that more psychologists, in my research, what they tend to believe is that it is a part of a bigger issue like a fixation so, not necessarily an addiction it's it's something that could be related to some other pathology pathology that you you have so you for like instance how I threw that out there for you yes thank you for helping me pathology so for instance somebody who has borderline personality disorder right very often one of it gets involved in like very impulsive sexual right. situations yeah. because fundamentally which can look like Again, addiction. We are not psychologists by any stretch of the imagination. No. But what in my research I have learned is that they like borderline personality disordered people have impulse control around sexual activity because they are um they they struggle with a fear of abandonment. And so right. one of the ways that they can kind of mimic the feeling of intimacy is to, is have to just have a lot of sex. Yeah. Um, and narcissists right. often cheat. Because they see themselves as the center of the world and the universe. Uh, but in reality, entitled have to... a deep, deep, deep empty hole right. in their souls that they're right. trying to fill. They're, they're, you know, narcissism, as much as it seems like it's like, I'm the best I'm, thing yeah. in the world. No, it's an inferiority, superiority complex or vice versa. I forget which one it is. Animal now research <laughs> has established that com the compulsive um, sexual behavior arises from the same transcriptional and epigenetic mechanisms that mediate drug addiction. So this is what they're doing in laboratory animals. Right. They've they've determined this. However, um, as as of very recently, uh, sexual addiction is not a clinical diagnosis in either the DSM. Have you read much about epigenetics? No, I've read nothing. It's kind of crazy. What epigenetics, and I probably am going to get this about 80% wrong, but what epigenetics is, is the, you know, we always, we know about genetic predisposition and our genetics can change via mutation, et cetera. But this epigenetics is talking about genetic changes that are written as a result of our environment or experiences. So you could, you know, if you live in whatever, a certain kind of environment, your genetics can actually be changed through this mechanism because of this environment. And wow. that's kind of crazy, right? So it's not only that we are having genes mutate and then the uh, mutations that help us survive, et cetera, kind of linger and become propagated, et cetera, but also the environment can change your genetic structure. Wow. Yeah, to better suit it or whatever. 
Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> All right. So one of the things now that we've established that it's kind of a contentious thing, whether or not sexual addiction is is real. And I, I maintain that it is I, in limited circumstances. I think that it is. I There have been some documentaries that I've, I've looked into. I think you can be addiction, addicted to almost anything. If it stimulates that area of your brain that triggers addiction for you, mm-hmm. whatever it is, sex, heroin, jelly beans, something, right? Cheeseburgers, Food. whatever. Yeah. No, right I on. mean, that's real. Right on. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. Um <laughs> You've already, you're like out there. I am a cheeseburger addict. I'm not even going to lie about it. Oh, God. All right. So, Hi, my name is Mark, and I love cheeseburgers. (laughs) Hi, Mark. We all love them, too. Yes. Everybody, let's go to McDonald's. Yeah, no, that's not the point of this group. All right. So, um, but I I think it's super, it's real, just not as nearly as prevalent as, you know, some people might want us to believe. All right. So, so. It, it is contentious, as we've discussed. I also am going to come down on the side of the, it's a real thing. I, I think that most of the time that it is applied, as you believe, it is applied as a... It's applied incorrectly. Right. As an excuse for bad behavior. For bad behavior. As and opposed to, like, an actual cry for help, addiction. Gosh, I wish I could stop this. Because it's a tough thing to stop. And one of the things that people... Yeah, believe you me. People... It sure is. <laughs> Didn't get that. <laughs> That's so gross, Mark. It is. Thank you. Ew. Um, yeah, you laugh, though. So uh, don't no, I know. Cry. I did laugh. It's so <laughs> you gross. You hate yourself for uh, laughing. I do. You can say that someone's addicted to alcohol or addicted to drugs. Yeah. And there are many ways that that's different from a sexual addiction. Number one. Chemical. Right. Well. More chemical. It is. And it's, it's you know, it's something that a person, a healthy person doesn't really need it. Correct. Um, doesn't really need alcohol. Doesn't really need drugs. A healthy person can go through their entire lives without having cocaine or heroin. As I, I'm living proof of that. So um, sex, on the other hand. Ooh. Please. Most healthy adults, at some point, engage in sex. In some form or another. And it's a healthy thing to do. It is. Additionally, part of what sometimes is a symptom of sex addiction is sort of masturbation. But I mean... You're not going to ask me questions about that, are you? (laughs) Well, I am, but it's going to come in that test. But, But... is it? But I mean, it's a healthy thing to do. I mean, I'm not going right. to be. I'm not going to be a sex prude on our program. So it's the a, official it's a... extemporaneous position is wank it, bro. <laughs> Go for it. Go for well, it. If you feel it, do it. As long as it is not like overtaking I, at work at your desk, your life. Yeah. Like if you're on a Zoom call, right? And you're, yeah, Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin. Like, see episode twenty one B or whatever it was. <laughs> no, it was before that. Ten, I think it was episode ten. Was it? But oh, how um, would you even know that? <laughs> I don't even know, but I feel like it was. Right. Um, but I think that you know, I mean, there are certain times where that becomes disruptive. If it's not disruptive, yeah, but it's a it's mostly a healthy, public times. Yeah. It's a healthy thing to do for an you know for people to do. It's, humans do it. Uh, a lot of animals do. They do. So so masturbation is normal. Sex is is a normal human impulse. It is. But it in the case of what is determined to be sex addiction, these things become disruptive sure. and hurtful. And that's a good way to recognize addiction, right? Is right. When it's disrupting your everyday normal life, right. it keeps you from being able to enjoy yourself. Right. So my point is, these are all normal human behaviors. Right. And in... 12-step programs, you were told if you're an addict of, of like, alcohol or drugs, you're told, you, you know, you, you, you can't stay you, away you from 100%. Stop it. You got to stop but it. But that's not a, a viable option. But you really for... can't do that, especially if you're, a, like, a wife or a husband well, or anybody. I mean, healthy any healthy human being. Hu- healthy human being. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't say. You just have to, like, cut back a little bit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, so it's not really, it's not, it's, it's not a, an, it's not a dangerous human behavior. It can become an overused or I don't know. how. Do I mean, you... I guess you could say it could be dangerous in the sense that, you know, if they're completely indiscriminate. We are not talking about, like, you know, ped- pedophilia. Or no, no, any, no. But like if you're the... completely indiscriminate and you get an STD or something, right? I mean, that's somewhat dangerous. Oh, no. 100%. No. It can become dangerous in that way. Right. But it's I'm, what not I'm saying. Not inherently like no. sex is going to kill you. Right. No. Well, no. Not the way I do it anyway. No. 
I don't even know what wait, that means. Wait, TMI, you guys. Oh, my. I'm so sorry, but I'm fascinated. I, I think it's pretty, uh, I think people would assume that whatever I do doesn't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least not that anyone has not ever yet. found out. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right. So here's the thing. I have a people... Jeep. I do not have a big trunk where I can go hide bodies in. Mark, with, so. please. A lot of the time when you read about sexual addiction, uh, it is rife on the infidelity forums. Right. Where because that's a that's a good excuse, right? It's a very It's not good me, it's the disease. It's the disease and then also it's a little bit of a um it's a little bit of a salve on the wound for the right. betrayed spouse. Like oh, it's not that he doesn't care about me. He's just, you know, he's just, he's just he's overtaken sick. by this he's disease. Sick. And yeah. then so often what you will see that they will talk about their, and particularly the betrayed partners, well, they lengthen the um, acronym. So you're they either- lengthen a, the what? Acronyms. Yeah. So they are BS, betrayed spouse, or a WS, a wayward spouse, because remember they took the wrong path, the wayward path. By the way, path. groups love to create jargon. Yes. Because it helps- uh, identify those who are in the know, right? right? And exclude those who aren't. What what they then do is instead of just calling this person a wayward spouse, they yeah. call a WS. My WS said this, or my WS right. my cheating, fucked up again. My CMF, my cheating motherfucker. No, yeah, no. well, it's what it should be. Yeah. So instead of saying that, they will say my SAWS. Sex-addicted wayward spouse? Yes! Wow. And this is a very special... What kind of weird psychological limbo game are they playing there, right? That is 100% every time I see that. Now, that is not to say that some of these men or women who have been labeled as sex-addicted are not Might be. sex. They they may be but sex some, addicted, but I, I guarantee but you it's some so very many, small the, it percentage. Is, it is extremely extremely small. Right. So then, are you even a sex addict if it is a part of a broader pathology? That's a question. Right. I don't know the answer to that I'm, question. Okay, so I, you know again, how I'm normally you know how I'm normally willing to jump in and offer an opinion mm-hmm. regardless of my qualifications. You're going to do that right now? No. Not even on that one, I just have no clue. <laughs> like, like that is way beyond my pay grade here. The only statistic any any guy ever cares about? Mm. Like what do you consider big? Oh. <laughs> That's the only statistics. What's the average size of a na 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 na? That's all they No, all, are you all, serious? That's the only statistic guys care about. Because you could meet someone who would in her life experience have a like a very Absolutely. minimal, and she, then you're or she like, could have oh, a very yeah. skewed, right sample size. Right, right. She's like, I don't know. I've been with five guys. They've all been ten plus. Like, wow. Okay. Well. So you think the average is ten plus? That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mark. Yeah. Well, come on. I'm realistic here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 10 plus sounds like really dangerous and scary looking. I mean, it depends. I guess, it I guess depends. It depends, I mean, um, on the girl. Yeah. Um. So, okay, here are statistics regarding sexual addiction treatment. And See everyone, how open I'm being? I will be, well, <laughs> I've plied him with a couple of beers. I will be Thank putting, you. of course, as usual, all of the links into our episode description. Which none of you ever, ever, ever click. Probably not. But no, least, not even one of you. We just do it to cover there. our ass. So according to research at the National Council on Sexual Addiction Compulsivity, anywhere from 6 to 8% of all Americans can be classified as addicted to sex. I feel like that's high, but I mean, what do I know? Maybe. Represents 18 to 24 I think million six people. To, I think 6 to 8% of people have some kind of compulsive behavior related to sex. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that all of that compulsive behavior is sex addiction. Okay. Well, like you said, you're not sure. What do I know? Yeah, what the fuck do I know? All right, here's Why do you guys even listen to me? Um, Oh, the joke. A recent study by Stanford University for MSNBC reported that 25 million Americans spend between one and 10 hours a week looking at porn online. And then another 4.7 million individuals spend over 11 hours a week on porn sites. Yeah. I mean- Look, you have to be very dedicated and rigorous in your scheduling. Like, I don't even know how I would create that much time in my week right now. With, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to, but I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> so what I need is some kind of life coach well, to help me set aside more time for porn. Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, should I be doing it in little snippets 
Or just like, you know, maybe give up a little bit of sleep time? I don't know. <laughs> what should I be doing here? I, I, I can't answer that question. No, I know, because you're not a life coach. But you, maybe, you, hey, you oh. could probably be a life coach. No. You have no. it together. No. Studies have found that the fasting gro- fastest growing 12 Oh, you step- can't fast if you're going to be a sex addict. You need to get some nutrients in you. Studies have I found agree. that the fastest growing 12-step programs in the world involve sexual addiction. What a shock, because they're like, yeah, that's what I got. Including Sex Addicts Anonymous, Sexaholics Anonymous, and Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. Yeah. Um, Boner Anonymous. Uh, no. This is seat. You're gonna make wankers a joke. anonymous. You're gonna need these <laughs> but that's true. But so you like, porn becomes a big thing. Yeah. And then what, now what I do. Now I won't. I don't think that this is necessarily sex addiction, but I think porn addiction is probably somewhat prevalent. Okay. Well, porn addiction would be an offshoot of sex addiction. Right. But it, I mean, it's a variant, I guess. But... So here's signs and symptoms of of sexual addiction. All right. All right. I'm uh, I'm reflecting. Unable to resist sexual impulses, even with an understanding that it puts the individual's health or relationship in jeopardy. Yeah. Okay. That's I can definitely see that as a characteristic. A preoccupation with sex and sexual behavior. That's super normal, bro. Don't even worry about no, it. No, but I mean, if you are masturbating eight hours a day. Again, no time. <laughs> no, but I mean, there are some people. I've, I've, no. I was watching some, Honestly, some documentaries, and they're like, I could lose myself for like eight hours a day. Dude, and I would Even be if having... I would have an orgasm, I would just be, I'd say, oh, and How then I would I feel this... depressed. Then I'd be back, you know, How could I put this delicately? Later. I would have serious dermatological issues <laughs> if, that, if I was doing that. Oh. Mike, you would, ha- you would need to have so many, like, AIDS. Can I just, silicone. Right. Well, uh, that's it. How I'm many people have say. silicone laying around their house? Uh, do you live anywhere near a Rite Aid or a do they CVS have silicone or a <laughs> silicone lube? Well, okay. Don't I you mean, remember the silicone I shower? You're talking about some kind of like spray or something. I'm like, <laughs> I, I might have some. I might have some Pam <laughs> in my closet. No. What's the stuff that, that that you you squirt into like? Bolts and nuts and bolts. WD forty. Pretty sure. Okay, so I think as a responsible podcaster, I need to say, please do not masturbate with WD forty. It yes, it is a lubricant, but it is an oil based lubricant. I can't imagine that it's good for you in any way. Plus the smell itself. I mean, you would find yourself getting a boner every time you walked into like Jiffy Lube or something. So please do not use WD forty. Oh. Coconut oil is, is it? a rising favorite. Is it? Um, an inordinate amount of time spent pursuing sex or engaging in sexual behavior. Uh, define inordinate. <laughs> More than 80% of your work week? <laughs> okay. I can see that. Entering into high-risk sexual situations, including... Like trampolines and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> like trapezes? <laughs> Maybe like rappelling down a <laughs> cliffside? Is that what you mean? Like, like, if your sex life looks like a Mountain Dew commercial, you might be a sex addict. Okay, don't ask me how I know this. Oh, here we go. We're about to get some revelation. But there, I think I have seen. I'm sure you have a picture of someone doing it, dangling off of a off of a cliff, like rappelling off, right? And they're naked and just like in their in their harness in their harnesses, and they're going at it. They're doing it. I mean that. So that's that, like first it all, looks no. dangerous, but it's well, probably not really dangerous. I mean, is it but really if you're free sexy? Climbing, it, no, oh, it's not sexy at all. And Look, you you're near rocks. Do that. You're no. near rocks. That's not any sexy. Of any of it seems scary. Plus, you're wearing a helmet. Yeah, if you're Who naked with a harness and on, shoes. You've got those rock near, climbing next to shoes sharp rocks. Naked? That's not hot. That's that makes me cringe. Uh, just the heights. Okay, so. Entering into high-risk sexual situations, including transmission of diseases such as HIV, AIDS, herpes, or other venereal diseases, is also a sign yeah. or a symptom. <laughs> uh, definitely a side I mean, effect. I mean, if you know that you're sick or right. and you that can't you're stop ha- having sex, you even though you know, you're you passing are... it along to people, or yeah. on the other hand, if you know you're in a high-risk situation or you don't use protection right. or whatever else. Okay. Basically, if you're willing to sacrifice your or, or someone, someone else's, else's personal safety in order to have sex, maybe you're you, a little you've bit, got something going on. Maybe now. you're a little too invested yeah. in it. Yeah, it's 
a little okay. bit too high on your priority list. And then repeated unsuccessful attempts to stop the compulsive sexual behavior. So now, oh, like if you say, "I'm not going to wank it today," and then you wank it that it, day. Yeah, but to he. So here's the thing, though. There's a difference between saying, "Uh, I'm just going to." I have to stop banging so many dudes. No, there's no. Here's here. So I'm. I'm I've said that so many times. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, but I, I am, and there's nothing wrong with that. Our stance at extemporaneous it's is not. that as long as you're consulting, uh, consulting, as, as long as you're as, consulting, as long Mark. as you're giving a consultancy, yeah. um, no, as long as you are Consent consenting, with what and we say. If you are consenting and you are an adult, right? Do you whatever you want to do, go or do and do them, it. do everyone. do that guy, do, do that guy over there. Who cares? Whoever, it doesn't matter. We it matters a little bit. We are a hundred percent sex positive. To them. No, well, to them, just. You know, like, don't be compulsive about it, everyone. Unless that's, you know, what you're into. (laughs) No. Well, oh, no, that's bad. Because that would be sex addiction, by definition. But that's all right, Get I it together, people, I with your know. sex addiction. God, all of this is getting edited out. Okay. Nope, um, leave it in. But what what I'm saying is that you might be someone who would say, wank it. Okay, I want to I want to, I want to have a wank. Right. I might be that person. And. Yes, that's correct. It's like a normal amount of time, however long it takes you know, it depends, I guess, yeah. on the day yeah, and 30, the 40 video. seconds, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, I think for, probably for most people, I'm not going to just say guys because many women right. now are also looking at online porn. But I think right. a lot of the time is spent looking to find the one you want to see. Right. That's the that's the thing. It's, an, it's <laughs> and, a time investment, not necessarily in the active process. But you're like, oh, I can't, I can't do it to that one. <laughs> or eh, I don't really like the way she, you know, I don't like that outfit or whatever. Or, you're like, or there's you're like, so, it looks good at the beginning and then suddenly yeah, and they're peeing. And all of a sudden people are peeing everywhere. God, how many times has that happened? You're like, oh, this is promising. Why is he peeing on her? That's just messed up. Ugh. I did not know it was that kind of a video. Back. <laughs> But yet, you know, the thing is, it didn't turn you off enough to stop altogether. (laughs) You're like, just, uh, you're like, uh, I'm so turned off, but not turned off enough to stop looking. (laughs) As we said, we think sex addiction is real. It it manifests in different ways. It often stems from childhood abuse, like extraordinary childhood abuse. So either being physically abused or sexually abused as a child, or mostly it's like 97% of people who identify as sex addicts were emotionally abused during their childhood. It can cause promiscuity. Well, you would, and that that makes sense, right? Because if you're emotionally abused, if you you have a very distant parent or whatever, and you're, or you're, you're in in any other way emotionally abused by a parent, the chances are you have an insecure attachment style. Right. It's hard for you to be emotionally available and open to a partner. And so that, but you still want to be. Right. And so, you, so that's your way of connecting. So, so your way of connecting is sexually. And there's no, if there's no real intimacy ever in any relationships, you're, you're always going to be searching because, sure. you know, I think if you, if you want to be in a relationship, really what you're looking, well, okay, this is again, just my personal opinion. Really what you're looking <laughs> Don't for. Don't let that stop you. <laughs> really what you're looking for, I think, is a connection. And an emotional attachment, and and you're probably, I mean, depending on how bad it was, you're maybe trying to fill this vacancy that's left by this big hole in your childhood of seeking love from your parents or right. whatever. Um, so I think it can lead to these. I think it can lead to those things. That's real. So you're saying I, basically I, daddy issues. Uh, well, it's not just daddy issues. It could be mommy issues. Right. I the mean, how many complex. how many guys are sort of like either really uh, shunned by their mothers or suffocated by their mothers you know there are a lot of mama's boys out there i'm not i am here to tell you that story so i am also here to tell you that there are many guys who you just want to go where where were you hurt so deeply and then those amongst us who are codependent rush in and say i see that you're hurt (laughs) let (laughs) allow me me to assuage your pain (laughs) let me i can fix you (laughs) i can fix this yeah everybody Hold my beer. I'm going in. <laughs> Christina, by the way, can you fix this? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. No, you can't. <laughs> it's good that you think you can. Very, very oh, kind no, of you. No, no, no. That's not me. I'm just saying that it may be in a past life. Right. There may Somebody have been a little bit of a... Like asking a for a friend. friend. Asking for <laughs> telling for a friend. Yeah. Um. So living vicariously through many of my friends, actually. Wow. That's nice of them to uh, offer that up for you. Um, 
Um, but the question is, is that, you know, does that, well, how, how does this translate? How does your addiction translate? Right? Like, so, so, um, feel attacked. What do you, why are you saying no, your addiction? I'm, no, right. anyone's one's, one's addiction. addiction. Yeah. So, so how does it, you know, how does it translate? So you hurt the people closest to you. You are, it may get to a point where, where violence happens. So for instance, like in the incel community, I would argue that there is some kind of sexual situation that's happening, oh, happening sure. there. And then they can turn violent. Most of them don't. Right. Very but some few do, of them do, right? but some of them do. So, so you know, in that case, they maybe, become what, and who they, knows what else is underlying. There's no that other way again. to say it other than they become radicalized. Right. You, right. Um, and then, and then you have, um, you know, the, the odd case of, uh, of an unrequited, like someone who's just gets it in their head that they're having a relationship with someone else right. and they become obsessed with that person. Sure. Again, that's not really sexual addiction, but that's some kind of like emotional relationship kind of, yeah, problem, like some, interpersonal problem, some kind of compulsion that, that they're dealing with. Yeah. And who, you know, again, not, not therapists so or like, psychologists, but like, like, for example, cable guy. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, he wasn't. <laughs> he thought he was in a relationship with Matthew Broderick <laughs> that didn't exist. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, and bad things happen. But you know, obviously now with the shooting that has happened, because there's been so much angst around how to talk about what happened in this shooting. Um, right, because, because like, is so, it racist? It's so is it misogynist? Yeah. Is it incel? Yes, it's it's all those things. It, well, probably. may you know may it may I think be. they're probably all the things. I think it's I think there's all the things, but but it's very intersectional. So there's it's there's a female there are women who were killed, then there is they were Asian women potentially. I don't think so, but you know I know initially in in the reports they, there was speculation that they, some of them may have been sex workers. So there's that involved. Uh, then, if you uh, you pull back from all of that and you look at it from a, a, a farther distance away, you get the point. Okay, he's a white male. He's obviously a white male who went in and shot things up. Right. Because that's been that's what white males lately. Do. What's interesting though is that now the focus is really on white males. When something like this happens, it's white male, white well, male going because, in and shooting things up. Because the most common mass shooter is a white male. Right. In uh. 2001 in December, if there was a mass shooting okay. in an area, yeah, December 2001. 2001. Oh, you think it was? Uh, it was a Muslim. Yeah, right. I have a few uh, Muslim friends on Facebook, and I've seen them post things like every time there's a shooting, it's like, please don't be a Muslim. Please don't be a Muslim. Please don't be a Muslim. Right. And now, and for a while, been... it was right. Or and, the fear always but was that anything. Honestly, like, over time, that is a white man crime. So, um, what it comes down to, though, is most sex addicts don't turn violent. Most sex addicts right. don't. Most do any very, addicts don't turn violent. Well, right? I mean, drug addicts do. Most rob. don't. But Men, most most don't. don't. But drug addicts, uh, some drug addicts yeah, do. Sure. Because there's rob, a financial component, right? Or they they do something that's a you know it's criminal, but it's really more. You know, a, a self situation is like prostitution. There are right. women that will turn, yeah. or men to, that will turn to prostitution. Right. So it's self harming. It's not maybe, but it's still in that case. It's not a. a it's not really a conscious choice of like this is how I'm going to make my coin. It is just like this just is how a gigolo. I'm gonna, this is how I'm going to everywhere score. I go. Because <laughs> again, know the song I'm playing. Sex positive gigolo, gigolo. podcast. Legalize, Legalize sex work. work, everyone. Thank you. Um. See how woke I am? Uh, Jesus Christ. God, you're such a feminist. What's the <laughs> matter with me? Um, so Femini Feminism is for everybody. So even it is. <laughs> it is so even though sex addiction is more common than people think, mm. most sex addicts are not murderers or thieves or embezzlers or other criminal types, says Dr. Douglas Weiss. And he would psychologist know. And president of the American Association for Sex Addiction Therapy. All right. So Carol, but that. Carol Jurgensen Sheets, who is a certified sexual addiction therapist, made a similar point in 2018 when she was speaking about Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein oh. and actor Kevin Spacey. What she says, because both of them claimed sex sex right. addiction, they she lied. said these high profile figures, and it's not just those two. It's Michael Douglas. It's Charlie right. Sheen. Oh yeah, Michael Douglas. Yeah, I got cancer because they gave too much oral sex. <laughs> God bless you. He's like he's like, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> he's 
<laughs> Michael, are, do you think he deserves like a purple heart? I know. He's like, <laughs> guys, I took one for the team. Just so you know. Got, oh. Totally got cancer just for, you know, <laughs> taking care of the ladies. <laughs> she said the proper classification for the behaviors they were accused of was a disorder of power and control. Oh, yeah. Not sex addiction. Right. Or maybe possibly impulse control people. Right. Uh, so David Duchovny claimed to have sex addiction and went to tw- went to treatment for it. Did and he, though? Yes, he did. But this was also around... Did it involve a handful of starlets, <laughs> possibly? <laughs> Mark! No, this is serious. <laughs> wow. That, okay. He says... It's okay to joke, but it is not okay to mock someone who is seeking help. It's not. It's just but not okay. But what if I don't believe him? I mean, I believe that he went to where he went. I believe oh, I'm that sure he, he believed did. what he believed. I don't believe that, right? but So okay. perception is real. Maybe that's what helps him fix something, perhaps. We'll see. So... Did Taya think that? N- in the end, no. Yeah, exactly. Good job, Taya. So, By the way, props to Taya for having you know clear-sighted uh, view of what's going on here. Taya is now uh, she's with Tim Daly, which wow, I uh, why, like uh, super like the Northern Exposure guy. Not Northern Exposure. What was uh, Wings. So David Duchovny is in Californication. And in that show, did right. you ever watch that program? I did. It was a great, great I show. I liked it. I, I thought he it was a good show. He played essentially a sex addict that he would have been termed as a womanizer. Right. But in the end. He was a Lothario. In the, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just a lad. Um, he so is just a lad. he was, uh, in the end, it, he found it difficult to stick to his recovery. I bet he did. Because of the role that he But did he, he was stick playing. to other stuff? Yeah, that's right, boy. So. In the case of real life people who are struggling with something like this, yeah, ca- that's the question. Like, how do you take what's a normal human desire and, and right. function and decide and that just it's say, too much? Can't do it. Yeah, because he's play acting. In but yeah. but in and that made it hard. What if it's like real life? You know, then it's your real life, and you're having to. I don't know. It's just well, it's I don't lot. know. What do you do? Uh, you, you're supposed to just, you're not supposed to use porn. So again, going back to surviving infidelity, you... So you're supposed to eschew porn. Yeah. Is that... Because it, it, it provides you with a Because it's easy access it's and easy, it gives you a false sense of, of intimacy. And particular now, especially with streaming, where you can do like cam girls who will... Tell me more about this. <laughs> you can do what? <laughs> Tell me about these so-called cam girls. <laughs> You're a sick bastard. I know. What are these cam girls oh all my about? God, really, where where I'm going to come down on this um, from the perspective of the Robert Aaron Long, right. who was the Atlanta shooter, right, and is now possibly claiming sex addiction. Yeah, I think that... He's a big, fat liar. I just don't think that that... I think that may... he Because his sex... What he was saying is that um, he had a lot of pressure to repress his sexuality because of his evangelical faith. I mean, legit. And that does make people crazy and do crazy shit. It's still not necessarily sex addiction. No, it's so, not. Because what, what... Actually, what I would say is that it's... You know, from what I've read, he was programmed to believe that he was a sex addict for just having normal... Right, normal sexual, sexual impa- desires. Impulses. <gasps> You're a sex addict. He's in his 20s. You wanked it once oh a week? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's... But you can't even. So that's it. So that, like, he wouldn't even... Um, he didn't carry a phone. Because he didn't want the temptation of looking at porn online. Right, because I, you could be on the bus and be just like, oh. Hmm. <laughs> no, well, bow, I don't think bow, he'd be. Bow, bow, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think that he would have been on the bus. But having a phone, presumably, in your private time, you could look it up on your phone. You could. but So he just decided, you know, he, so I'm going to kill some Asian women. But see, that's the leap, right? right. That, so that's a different. And, look, and I what think that, that speaks... lots of crazy people, additionally, in, a, in addition to whatever they're psychosis is may have issues with intimacy and sex etc right Mm -hmm. i think that's super possible but for that to be the primary driver i think is less common you know they got something else going on that made them kill people there's a mental health issue at play in definitely breakdown and you know no respect for human life possibly racial component that's right i mean that's the other thing there's race there's there's gender gender uh, right hate women 
He 100% he could. He did, and that's what the thing yeah. is, is that in these cases... And in addition to that, could he hate the fact that he had these desires? Possibly. But I don't think that's, like, top of the laundry list. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If he had a fetish and he fetishized Asian women, that's racist. That's right. racist. It is. If if And then if you're killing women who are Asian, it's not only racist, it's misogynistic. So, it I mean, I've been banging this drum. I've been on another podcast about this to you guys, and I'll put the link to that in our uh, episode details. Um, but, the, but the thing is, is that you have so many factors playing into what you know what's at stake here and that that it's it's not just a racist issue it's a feminist issue and you have women who then are victims simply because they are a temptation right what the hell which is not their fault get get it together men like yeah. get it like get it together we, dangerous okay, people so uh narrator we will not be getting it together <laughs> so, so this is a question i want to ask you please do uh, in addition and to all is... the other really really super personal questions that you think you want to ask me later <laughs> that are about to come up <laughs> yeah. and this is this is a question i want to ask, ask you ask me i'm ready because women as temptation so women are are often um, told not to not you know sort of like rein yourself in so men won't be so tempted. Yeah, tough. And there was tough a shit, man. there was a great article that I read again, and I think it's New York Times article. I'll be putting it in the notes. But I read that today, and I thought to myself, I really want to hear men's opinion on this. Are women that much of a temptation that it's impossible to control yourself around them? Yes. No. Of course what? not. Of course not. But Look, are I'm women... perfectly capable of saying, oh. She's good looking and not running over there and ripping her clothes off. All right. No. Most of the time. But would you say that you are that because a lot of the dress code policy. It's not the cheesecake's fault that it looks delicious. No. Okay. The But the thing, the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of dress code. Is 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 really harsh against women. Right, a lot because, of things to do. Don't bury, don't wear tank tops. It's right, because it'll degrees, tempt men. Outside because it will disturb men. They won't be able to focus or whatever. Happens in schools. It happens in workplaces. Yeah. So the my question is: is like, are shoulders that fucking distracting? What the hell they is really, happening? They really are. That's why they won't let me or wear a little gray, gray sweatpants to <laughs> to work. <laughs> They're like Mark, all the women. <laughs> Are just super distracted by the outline of your D. You work with no women. <laughs> I know that's true, <laughs> but they still don't wear me. Let me wear gray sweatpants, so I can only assume it's because of my sexuality. Wait, there's a whole thing on TikTok that you could do. I'm I sure know that I there's could, a trend yeah, of like guys in gray sweatpants. Yeah, I guarantee it. There is. No, of course that's silly. Shoulders is don't make because... you behave in a certain way. Even cleavage doesn't make you behave in a certain way. Now, is it a distraction ever? Well, it might be. I mean, look, if somebody came out with their whole titty out, right, <laughs> I would probably glance over, <laughs> you know? I mean, I can't be blamed for that, I don't think. Now, does that mean I have the right to go over there and touch them? No, it doesn't. <laughs> or kill them. You're right. Might I crash my Jeep into a light pole? Possibly. <laughs> right? That's happened. But guess what? That's still that's my happened. fault. That, no, it could happen. But oh. I'm just saying that's my fault if it does. If I can't control my vehicle because I saw a boob, then that's my fault. Ah. I can't then go, officer, go write her a ticket, too, because I saw no, that cleavage. Actually, she should pay for repairs. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen that body, son? I need to, she needs to be written up. <laughs> terrible pickup line. <laughs> it really is. Girl, you would make me crash into a lamp pole and I'd make you pay the ticket. <laughs> What's up? Hey, girl. Holla back. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, I am you an idiot. idiot. If I said that, I would definitely be an idiot. <laughs> My final thoughts on this. Please wrap it up. I like I said. The band like we, is playing. Like, no, like we've said, I think it's. I think it's real. I think that it's yes. overused. I Agreed. think it's potentially misused. Always. Well, um, not always, but many times. And I think it's misused, especially in cases where there's some sort of privilege behind it. Although right. that doesn't seem to be the case in Atlanta. But I, but I think that very, very frequently there's a lot of privilege with like in celebrities and politicians and things like that. Correct. I think there's just much more to it. Of course. You can't just say that it was sex addiction. And Too he simplistic. It. He wasn't just having a really bad horny day yeah right thank you uh georgia police department <laughs> well that was kinda, that was kind of taken out of context it was but it was still a dumb fucking thing yeah, to shouldn't say. have been said 
I think that's accurate. I'll, I'll, I'm with you 98% on that one. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Mark, I'm going to ask you some questions to see. If whether... I'm a psychopath. <laughs> no. <laughs> Secretly, it's the narcissistic test, everyone, but I'm, yeah, I'm really. telling uh, you it's a Guilty. Narcissist. All right. So, you can get these um, all kinds of free sex addiction tests online, all kinds of tests, actually. Yeah, I bet If you you're can. a psychopath or. Uh, can't you just ask me, like, which Harry Potter house I am or something like <laughs> that, that? Can I put a sorting hat uh, on you? Yeah. Were you sexually abused as a child or adolescent? No, I was not. All right. Do you find yourself pre- preoccupied with sexual thoughts? Uh, I mean, I guess, but not any more, I don't think, than anybody else. Okay. But I guess is the yeah, answer. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna say say yes. yes. Do you feel that your sexual behavior is not normal? No, I think it's pretty normal. It's gr- Oh, well, it's probably better than most people. <laughs> but it's, it's like normal plus. Mark's like, it's average. <laughs> no, no, it's like, uh, it's like cooler than most people. I mean, people. you guys, it's not setting any world records. Right, but it's pretty great. Okay? <laughs> uh, do you ever feel bad about your sexual behavior? Not really, no. Not really? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure at some point maybe I have. But I, no, I don't have any serious recollection of that. All right. I'm, I'm well, pretty I'm gonna, good with I'm it. I'm going to put a no. There is no maybe, everyone. All right. Well, good. All no. Right. Has your sexual behavior ever created problems for you or, oh, or your yeah, family? For sure. Oh, not for my family, I don't think. <laughs> but it has for oh, you. Oh, sure. I think everybody's has. But what? How? Well, just you get involved with the wrong person, or you get into a relationship. You're like, well, I don't really like this person at all. <laughs> they were just good looking, you know, <laughs> whatever. So yeah, that's definitely happened. But you know. So I, I'll just say yes to that. Okay. Have Have you ever sought help for sexual behavior you did not like? Oh, no, but I've sought help for sexual behavior I do like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, I could use a hand over here. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Holy shit. I'm not, right. My family is never going to listen to my podcast <laughs> again. Has anyone been hurt emotionally because of your sexual behavior? I don't think because of my sexual behavior. I mean, I've definitely hurt people emotionally who hasn't, but I don't think because of my sexual behavior. No. It's not because you were cheating. No, 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 no. But just because I was a dick. (laughs) Okay. Um, Which I'm sure none of you can imagine. No. Trust me, it could. He's very nice. Yeah, I'm Uh, super sweet. Well, he's a great podcast partner. Well, that's the important thing. (laughs) Do you hide some of your sexual behaviors from others? Oh, hell yes. Of course. Why would I, why would I, like, reveal all my sexual activity to everybody? Well, no. no, Some of your sexual activities. So, like, if you're, if you're in a relationship, say. Yeah. And you are doing something sexually. Oh, yeah. Without, without your partner. Yeah, I think probably at some point. Have you hidden that? Oh, sure. Probably at some point. Okay. Do you, do you feel controlled by your sexual desire? I don't think so. No. I'm good. Have have important parts of your life, such as a job, family, friends, leisure activities been neglected because you were spending too much time having sex? Girl, those are leisure activities. Ah! <laughs> no, come on, really. No. No. Okay. Thank maybe sadly, I don't know. Oh. So, do you ever think your sexual desire is stronger than you are? No. <laughs> I'm super strong, bro. You mean you can take on <laughs> I could take my... I, like in a fight, I could totally take on my sexual desire. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I want to wank it so bad. Oh, yeah, really? Poof, poof, poof. Punch him in the face. <laughs> Victory. <laughs> no, we're watching TV instead. <laughs> we have work to do. Fine, I'm going to eat my emotions. Where's yeah, the exactly. ice cream? I'm having a pizza. <laughs> Cheeseburger, maybe. Can we get some Taco Bell yeah, in here? Yeah. No, but we could have tacos instead. <laughs> Is sex almost all you think about? No. Like 70%. <laughs> <laughs> the internet has created sexual problems for me. Agree or disagree? Mm, that's a good question. I'm going to give that one a little bit of a think. Okay. Maybe, yeah. You'd say yeah? Yeah. Wow, all right. I, I feel like I have to ask why. Nope, you don't get to ask that. You can move on to the next question. Uh, all right. I have used the internet to make romantic or erotic connections with people online. Yes. Mark! I have regularly purchased romantic novels or sexually explicit Oh, magazines. the romantic novels? I can't get enough of them. <laughs> That's a no. I'm like... I'm like... <laughs> I cannot, like, is that another, is that a new bodice ripper that I haven't read yet? <laughs> now, see, in that case, I'd have to say yes. Yeah, you would. You would have to say because you're a girl. I have. No, I, I have I am a not. woman. Please. It's a microaggression to I'm keep like, calling me a girl. I'm like, 
has Fabio done any covers lately? <laughs> no. <laughs> Please I'm not doing them. any of those. Do not refer to me as a girl. You are a girl. No. Uh, it's a microaggression to call me a girl. I'm a woman. I don't a give a shit about dumb shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible feminist. I am. All I'm right. the worst feminist ever. I have stayed in romantic relationships after they have become unhealthy. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh. Always. <laughs> I am. How else do you know that they're done until they become super unhealthy really, and your really life is spiraling out of control? <laughs> That's how you know. Oh, Mark, you're so healthy. You're like, wow, I've been miserable for like seven months. I should probably get out of this. <laughs> seven months? Man. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, hold my beer. <laughs> I mean, if no, if not hold my beer. But here's the thing. Let's say you're in. I mean, seven months is uh, as a part of what a measure of a relationship. So, like, if you're oh, seven I don't know, maybe months an into eight a relationship, okay. So then, yeah, that's an out. If yeah. you're seven months in some kind of upheaval in a twenty-year relationship, oh yeah, you got to give well, it a little bit more time. I haven't, I haven't had any of those. Well, it's been a couple of months. This no. has gone downhill. Uh, I'm out. Like, I'm Audi five thousand. See ya. Peace. Wait, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> Mid midlife? Okay. Whatever. Buying a Jeep and I'm gone, bitches. Oh, yeah. Definitely bought the Jeep. <laughs> all right. I have traded sex for money or gifts. Oh, yeah. All the time. No. For money or gifts. Yeah. Uh, everything. No. Really? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Sadly. I mean, I would. <laughs> I mean, ladies. No. Oh, ew. <laughs> what kind of gifts are we talking about? Like a boat? <laughs> you and I will boat. bang you for a boat, ladies. Oh, Mark. Stop. I'm taking that out. I have mul- I have maintained multiple romantic or sexual relationships at the same time. Be truthful. Oh yeah, in college for sure. They didn't call me juggler man for no reason oh, at all. God, it was not. So... I'm not proud of it. It was not a smart move. God, I'm uh... not. A, I'm not a smart man. Said Forrest. But after college, you were totally. I think so. You I mean, generally. No, 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 I don't think so. Not that I recall. All right, I have I have regularly engaged in sadomasochistic behavior. No. I have occasionally engaged in sadomastic kissing. Yes. Oh, I just asked that as a I joke. I know. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I know how you are. Oh, I'm just kidding. All right. All right. So, Mark, uh, I, I've scored your your test. Are you ready for your response? Oh yeah, please give me the give me the give me the uh, bad news. All right. Your score was 13 out of a possible 45. Oh, that doesn't sound very good. Um, scores of seven or above. Oh. <laughs> Means you're a prevert. Maybe and in, may indicate a problem with sexual addiction. That's stupid. That's a fucking dumb <laughs> quiz. I guarantee you that 14 or whatever it was out of 47 does not indicate that I have a sex addiction. 13 out of 45. Whatever. But That's yeah, same fucking proportion. stupid. Guess what, internet? You're stupid. You're all stupid. Well, Your IQ tests are stupid. Your what Harry Potter house tests are stupid. And your sex addict tests are stupid. <laughs> You're all stupid. You're okay. stupid fucking people. So everyone, Mark was brave enough to take this <laughs> test online. Guess who wasn't brave enough to take <laughs> this test? I did not test. take it online, but I did take it, and I scored a six. Oh, well. <laughs> so I'm... That's weak sauce. <laughs> I was just... Step you know, up your game, but, girl. So I am just underneath. Oh, good. So I'm a six. You so you're like... Nope, you're not a sex addict yeah, at all. Yeah, I, well, I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm not really at high risk, but you're at an elevated apparently risk. Yeah, I guess. Having an issue, but it's hilarious. Well, just think how bad it would be if I'd ever gotten paid. <laughs> oh God! Do you have anything else you want to share? Um, no, I think I've shared plenty tonight. Thank <laughs> you. I feel like I shared more true, than everyone. I'm comfortable with. You're, it's true. You're a very good sport. Well no, done, Mark. Whatever. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for, for listening to us this week. Thanks we for, you know, it. peering into the depths of my sexual soul. If you, if it's you, not weird at all. If you like us. Even if, if you we, don't like us at this point, just you, give a brother a break. Please share us with a friend that, yeah. that you think would enjoy our, our podcast. Especially um, if they enjoy, you know, my personal shame. <laughs> Definitely (laughs) invite them over. All right. Well, I have nothing else to say but goodbye. Goodbye. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Wow. All right. So, studies. Pretty sharp. I am. Well, but not about life coaching. I can tell you, Jesus Christ. Are you barely holding it together right now? (laughs) No. No. Like, I could crumble at any second, my guy. I mean, that's true. (laughs) Okay. To be honest, everyone. Guys. At any moment. (laughs) I could just, like, 
I could. It could all unravel. I do really. It think could, that's it could blow time. apart like a fucking I wake pinata. Up in the morning and I'm like, oh, is this the day? Is yeah. this is going today? to be the fucking day that and you're it like, just comes crashing down? Not today, Dad. No. <laughs> no. Not today. <laughs> all right. Wow. Enormous so I'd be more interesting if I was a psychology well, major. Well, just because I really would love to be able to dig into Carl Jung. Well, whatever. I'd like the police. <laughs> you want to? So. You want ever pick me up sometime? Yeah. <laughs> Come and ask me. Hey, what do you think of hey. Carl Jung? Hey, you want to listen to Synchronicity <laughs> while we drive around? <laughs> I do love Synchronicity. Have you ever experienced Synchronicity? Have you ever? Uh, have you ever seen a shadow on the shore of the cottage, cottage on, on the, the shore door? of a dark Scottish cottage, lock? Cottage. A door, no, a shadow on the door of, of a, a cottage, cottage on, on the shore, shore of a dark Scottish, Scottish lock. Lock. By the way, we did that as an episode title once. Yeah. Bomb. No one listened to that. Yeah. Everybody, you guys hated that episode. Dude, but it's a great episode. Oh, it's the best it's episode. It's the title. They just didn't get the title. They're like, Fuck what you does guys this even for not mean? getting the title. No. What? Listen Don't. to more police. God. Wow. Can you hear this? Shall I turn you Oh, shut <laughs> up. Ah. Just shut up. Just sit down and shut up. No, don't play. No. Are you kidding? Don't play Candy Crush. Go.